welcome to Flickrcast, the podcast for the Flickr community. I'm Brian Campbell, and I'm Jason Matthews. And now that you know our names, who are we? We're just two average Flickr users. That's about it. Just a guy with a camera who wanted to do yeah. a podcast about the Flickr community. Me too. In fact, I probably only had Flickr for I don't know. Would you say a year, Jason? Or yeah, I just passed my one year anniversary. I think you got it um, shortly after I did, yeah, or you all... created your account. Yeah. I'm on my uh, third digital camera, and I've been posting some uh, pictures for that. It's the um, the Casio EXS500, a nice pocket digital camera, 5 megapixels. So that's mainly what you'll see on my photo stream. Yeah, and I use a Canon 20D, and uh, for portability, a little Canon PowerShot SD20. Small, easy to carry around. And then very oh, yeah. occasionally, uh, film but I don't yeah. like doing that because it costs too much. costs a lot of money. Yep. In fact, uh, not about that, but my last camera was a 5-megapixel um, Nikon Coolpix 5200, and uh, Jason told me, he said, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go for that because it's not pocketable, and it's not big enough to be you know, as important as a digital SLR. So I ended up selling that and going with the uh, Casio, and I'm, I'm very happy with it. That's right. That was sage advice. Yep. Sage advice that went unheeded. Yeah. All right. So if you're listening to this, I I hope you know what Flickr is because otherwise, why would you be listening to this? But anyway, uh, it's a photo sharing site. Um, you very community based. Yeah, it is. It's a heavy emphasis on community. And basically, what the developers of Flickr did was give us a sandbox where they set up the tools and let us go to town. And uh, yeah. Yep. Flickr's been through a lot of changes the past year. Oh, it's always changing. They, in fact, yeah. the changes have slowed down recently, which uh, I don't know if that's just since Yahoo bought them or what, but I remember when I first started, it seemed like it changed every week or so. Yeah. Um, for the most part, I think it's changed for the good, haven't you? Yeah, uh, generally. There was one time where they changed the layout of the photo pages significantly. They moved, uh, let's see, what did they do? They moved the photos over to the right. And uh, this was long, long ago. And uh, move the photos over to the right, and all the tag information on the left basically reversed it from what it currently is. And uh, I don't know. It, I didn't like it. There was a big uproar from some people about it. Right. And eventually, um, over the course of a day or so, enough people complained about it that they switched they it back to it. what it has always been. Yeah. I've always liked that... Um you know, if you're looking for a, a certain group or a certain picture, it's it's so easy to just use the search feature and, you know, you can find what you want. And speaking of changes, um, there's something that's, I don't know, been around for a few months called interestingness. Can you explain yes. what that is, Jason? I'm, I'm not as uh, familiar with it as... Well, you know. it's controversial for one. Um, I don't like it. I'll say that right off the bat and that's going to sound like sour grapes because nothing I've ever posted is going to be an interestingness and uh, (laughs) but eventually essentially what it is it ranks photos based on an algorithm and some people are trying to figure out that algorithm but as far as I know Mm -hmm. it it remains a mystery for the most part it seems to um, rank photos both you can do it with your stream and uh like everyone's photos and it ranks them based on views comments favorites um 
and also to some degree like where the views are coming from like referrer links and stuff uh, yeah it, it says here that you know you said comments it says who comments on it and when I yeah mean, yeah the and when part really throws me off like why i think that might mean like frequency of comments or how soon it was commented on after it was posted something right. like that but the, the developers aren't telling us so i guess we don't really know mm. but uh the reason i don't like it is there's kind of a threshold where uh after a photo gets into interestingness Mm-hmm. It's it's probably always going to be in there because more people are looking at it and more people are commenting on it and more people are faving it. Um, so, so it's, it's more, like self-sustaining. Right. The more interesting it is, the more interesting it will become. Well, exactly. Forever. Yeah. Like once it reaches, once any given photo reaches a certain point to get into the, the interestingness, I don't know, calendar, I guess it's later right. as a calendar. Right. Um, it, it just, I don't know, it kind of passes over that event horizon and it's yeah. always going to be there. I, um, I like the idea of, you know, being able to rank and find some of the top red photos, but I'm just afraid that if it's not already, that, you know, it'll just become something that's exploited and the people that have the know how and the popularity will, they, will be the only ones that have, um, you know the photos um, at the at the top of the interestingness. So that's my only problem with it. Really. Oh, oh exactly. As soon as it came out, uh, people started trying to game it. Uh, you know the, and they found some really weird things to that make a photo rise in the ranks. Like number of tags you have. Obviously, if a tag is relevant to current events, it's going to get a lot of views because people will search on the tag. Right. Uh, but they also found things like. If a picture is really high contrast, that'll help it get more views. Or if it has oversaturated colors, things like that. Yeah. Um, and which, to some extent, those are aspects of a good photo, but not necessarily an interesting photo. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but besides interestingness, I've I've been looking on the um, some of the other forums, uh, Flickr ideas in particular. Yep. And I saw post today, and this has been a... Just want to break in here. Flickr Ideas is the uh, the public forum where people can suggest new things they want Flickr to include. Yes, as far as I can tell, it's a great forum. And I'll try my best to keep up with it. Um, but one thing I noticed today is, and this has been a, a feature that has been in, uh, requested for a long time, is the idea of integrating um, print orders... You know, ordering prints the photos um, with Flickr. Um, as far as I know, at the moment, Flickr doesn't have that integrated. And um, Stuart here says that uh, the the way you could do it now is just to go to Ophoto, Shutterfly, or Snapfish. Right. And they're they're pretty easy to use. That is a long requested feature. Yeah. Uh, I myself probably wouldn't have much use for it. Uh, <laughs> But I'm probably in the minority, I think. Yeah. Uh, long requested, long demanded feature. For me, it's it's all about price. Um, I haven't really looked at uh, uh, Shutterfly or Ophoto, but I have seen Snapfish before, and um, especially since Yahoo now owns Flickr, if this might be something you want to step into, maybe um, offer a lower price or. Well, they've always other. said even before the Yahoo buyout. 
that they wanted to move in that direction. It's just a mm -hmm. question of when. Just a matter of time then. Right. Yeah. I've, I've found um, plenty of, uh, of images that I, I would like to have prints of, but, you know, so far I, I really haven't paid for any. But um, I think the main feature for me would be quality. I mean, I can, I can always put uh, an image on an SD card, take it down to Walmart, and get some crappy print from their their glorified inkjet. Oh uh, yeah. But I don't want to do that. I want something on real photo paper, uh, black and white paper, if if <laughs> possible, uh, for black and white prints. And people that know what they're actually doing when they when they Definitely. do the prints. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I would want you know good quality paper, archival inks, things like that. And I don't know which company provides that. I know there's one. I don't remember the name offhand right now. Uh, we'll probably figure it out later. But I, I'm have, just adopting a wait and see attitude on this Flickr feature. Yeah. I just wanted to mention real quick that um, any links we talk about, whether they be uh, photo streams or websites, we'll, we'll have in the show notes. So. At flickercast.com. Yep. Um, what other topics have you seen uh, coming up in the group lately, Jason? Well, I mean, as for long-requested features, there is one that uh, I have always wanted <laughs> since the first... Uh, since my first days on Flickr, and that's the oh, ability yeah? to re-upload a picture. So Re-upload? Yeah. Um, the primary use people would have for that is when they're a free user, and later on they go up to becoming a pro user. Right. Uh, when you're a free user, you have the limits on your bandwidth each month. So that means you tend to upload uh, pictures that have been sized down to a smaller resolution. Right, right. Right, and then one of the main benefits of being a pro is you can upload pictures uh, at their full resolution, and people can see those if you turn that option on. But Which is very nice. It, exactly. But then if you're in that situation, uh, all those pictures you uploaded when you were a free user are still small. So, yeah, so. so what you want to be able to do, and this is the feature I'm talking about, this is what I would like to be able to do, mm -hmm. is to go back and take an individual photo and upload another copy of it, but retain all the comments and the number of views and things like that. That's right. So you're saying right now if you wanted to do anything like that, you'd have to go back, delete the photo, which would delete the comments and the views and um, the description you had and the tags and everything else. Exactly. Okay. Uh, and it's kind of unfortunate, but that's another thing they've always said they were looking to do and it's been quite a while. Yeah. Uh, I know. But if, if enough people request these features, you know, they're, they're not going to have much of a choice but to uh, implement them. You would think that. <laughs> yeah. but, but it has been a long time coming. But, I mean, I'll take it when they, when they develop it, you know. I don't, I'm not going to stop using the service or anything because they don't have that feature. Right. It's just something that would be uh, fantastic to have. Yes, yeah, as, as far and as I, I know. I think there are probably some logistical problems with their database as far as getting that done. Right, Be Because right. you'll notice when you upload a photo, it actually goes to some URL that's all numbers. Yeah, I mean, basically there's going to be a lot of, uh, I think they call it scaling in the entire world. Mm -hmm. So if, I don't know how scalable the uh, the Flickr network is or, or whatever, you'd, whatever you'd say, but... Um, you know, like yeah, like you mentioned, I'm not going to stop using 
flicker unless you know they start charging a ridiculous fee or something so I'm, I'm, I'm happy without it now but um, you know those are just some things we would like to see um, eventually implemented so if you guys uh, you know have any ideas of features you'd like to see then uh, you know we'll be reading the uh, the groups and we might mention them, in a, mention them in a future podcast. Or leave us comments at flickercast.com. Yep. So what else can we talk about? Um, let's talk about third-party services. Flickr's got uh, a public API that means anyone can develop whatever kind of other web applications that use the Flickr database. And this has been around for a while, but I really like it. It's called Mapper, M-A-P-P-R, because in the Flickr world there are no E's. Yeah. <laughs> no ease. Um, other vowels are fine, but... Uh, yeah. So anyway, mapper.com. Uh, basically, that's a Flash application. You can put in a username and or a tag, and it will show you on a map of the U.S. Unfortunately, it's U.S.-oriented only. Uh, although I noticed it does do some things in Canada, but it doesn't have a Canadian map on there. Hmm. Um, anyway, you put in your username or tag... Okay. And it will bring up, um, I'm not sure, it used to show the number of pictures it was showing you, but uh, right now I'm not seeing it. I'm seeing it. But anyway, uh, I, the tag I put in was Canon, as, okay. in, as in the camera maker, because I'm a Canon fanboy. Yeah. Um, and it, I can see, at least for me, I'm seeing uh, let's see, 12 pics in Southern California, 11 in Texas, Oklahoma, Iowa, New Hampshire. It shows you pictures from all over the U.S. based on, based on the tags, actually. And it's right. not always accurate. Um, I know when I looked at some of my pictures, it thought they were coming from a town called Cannon, Georgia. Wow. That's, that's uh, pretty <laughs> and, far from us. <laughs> yeah. And it listed, it, and it will say when you click on the image, or the thumbnail, rather, it says uh, Mapper has almost no confidence or mapper has moderate confidence or mapper has complete confidence that this photo comes from such and such a town wow yeah it's it's pretty neat but it it's a little sometimes it's a little glitchy it's got a ways to go i i notice it's also pretty slow and i have a broadband connection but uh i don't know if that's something they can actually help at the moment uh i'm guessing not yeah um, but it is a great way to find people who are in your area. Like if you put in, I don't know, I put in our state, Illinois. Yeah. Um, and you can find a lot of people who are unfortunately not in our general area. But you can see <laughs> what, what what people are taking pictures of in the rest of the state. Uh, and oddly enough, what I've found quite often yeah. Yeah. is that it's tourists passing through. And you get to see what tourists see of our state. Yeah, it's like, you know, we've lived here all our lives, and it's you, you kind of get this attitude, like, what can they find pictures to take of in Illinois? Yeah. But uh, the truth is, outside of central Illinois, there are quite a few things. There is a lot. And <laughs> you may notice, if you are also from Illinois, that the pictures are all clustered around the northern part of the state. Imagine that. Imagine that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yeah, quite I'd a few in the, Chicago. Surprise, surprise. I'd say um, the uh, Jim Edgar Panther Creek 
there's some there's some good photo opportunities there. Ah, uh, yes, that's that's a, uh, a state fish and wildlife area that we visited uh, last week. Was it last week or two weeks ago? Uh, two weeks ago, two I weeks. think. I I finally got my pictures from it today. That's right. I've been procrastinating, but oh, um, we know procrastination. That's right. We're uh, masters of the procrastination arts, I guess you could say. But uh, the leaves hadn't quite changed yet because it's been um, it's been a hot summer and it's been a hot fall until uh, thank just you recently. global warming. Yeah, thank you very much. <laughs> and. Uh, you know, I think if you're willing to, you know, hike and uh, trek through some weeds and trees, you can find some very um, interesting pictures. But uh, we we were we chickened out. We stayed on the roads and uh, took pictures from there. But uh, I wouldn't call it chickening out, given that it was uh, the youth deer hunting season. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's true. So uh, if we'd been walking through the the weeds and such, uh, we would likely have been shot. Yeah, we don't want to get shot. That's that's no fun. So I've heard. So I've heard. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you mentioned um, that Mapro looks at tags. That's right. On um, you know various pictures, you could you could tag them before you upload them or or after even. So we have something called the noob tip. What's a noob, Jason? <laughs> that's an insulting way of saying that someone is new to a feature or game or community that's right or just photography in general yes and i don't mean it to be an insult right it's just a funny word noob and we had that in our show outline i did not really intend to say it (laughs) but i did but there it is yep so there it is the noob tip of the week is tagging that's right well i have noticed that when people are new to Flickr, they don't tend to tag their images very much You know, they might have one or two, but it seems like it takes a while for people to kind of catch on to how tags can be useful to them and to the rest of the community. Do you think they uh, realize it's not even there, or um, is it just something that they omit because they don't know the importance of tagging? Uh, A little from column A, a little from column B. Yeah, I think so, too. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I think... uh, it just kind of gets overlooked because, I don't know, it, it is promoted as a feature of the site. And other sites like Delicious and Technorati and things like that, they make, you know, make extensive use of tags. But to some people, it's just not very relevant. Um, right. And, and see, it should I- be because it, it brings traffic to your site. You know, I notice, <laughs> like, uh, if I include the tag iPod on my, you know, and this, by the way, this is for picks that are actually of an iPod. because that's another way that people game interestingness is they'll put uh irrelevant tags on an image exactly to to pump it up there um i've noticed when i put that tag on there instantly that image goes up you know a lot more views than i typically get on my on any given photo in my stream right just because you had a good tag there you know yeah well or, or one that people are looking for you know right right exactly and from what I've noticed, um, you could never, okay, unless you're only using Flickr as a um, a way to store your photos, which some people do. Yes. Then you then you want people to see what you're taking pictures of. So the way to do that is to add as many relevant and I say relevant uh, in bold tags as possible. 
That's right. Um, and also, it's, it's a good way to organize your own things. I mean, um, I have some pictures of my family in my stream, and I tag each picture with the name of the people that are in the picture. So right. if they come to my stream and they're looking for, uh, you know, some picture from some event that we were having, they just put in their name in the tag search, and uh, there they are. Right. And uh, one of mine um, I uploaded today actually called Sunweed, and um, I took it down um, at my father's pond. And um, and what I did in the tag is I that I made sure I put pond in there, even though there's no picture of a pond. And this is for my benefit because, um, you know, three years from now when I look at this picture, I may not remember where it was actually taken. Right, and it's also a good way to group images, you know. Um, like for you, that's showing where it was taken. Uh, if you just want to see, okay, everything I took at the pond, right. all you have to do is look for that tag. Yep, exactly. So, and that's one thing I think people get confused about is, you know, they could put um, location in there, even if, you know, like in my picture, you don't even see the pond, but it's in the tag because it's it's the location. So, Yeah, and another thing, I mean, that's a good way to convey information to, um, just to people in general who, uh, for example, if people are wanting to buy a new lens for their SLR mm -hmm. and they want to see samples of that lens... Uh, it's become a kind of convention in Flickr to use the lens tagged tag. Right. Uh, and then to put whatever type of lens it is. So like for me, if I take a picture with my 20D, I will put the tag lens tagged. And then if I'm using, say, my 50 millimeter Canon lens, I'll put EF 50 millimeter slash 1.8 because that's the name of the lens. So if right. someone's looking for samples that came from that particular lens... Uh, well, first off, there'd be a ton of them all over the web, but uh, they could search for that tag, name of the lens, and uh, they would get all kinds of samples there. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, anything else you want to say about tagging, or or should no, we wrap that one? I think that, that about covers it. Okay. Uh, main thing: uh, tag your images. Tag them often. Tag them a lot. That's right. In fact. But tag them relevantly. In fact, later. Uh, I'm guilty, um, especially my earlier pictures. I didn't tag, put enough tags on there, so I'm going to go back and, and add some while it's still fresh in my memory. Yeah, and a good way to do that, you can do them, you can edit your photos as a batch and add one tag to each photo as a batch. Yep. yep. The next the next thing, um, stream of the week. Now, what what, did, what is the, what is a stream, Jason? And, oh, that, uh, that is a... Uh... Just that's, in case people don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's just uh, what Flickr calls your individual page. Right. You know, it's your photo stream. The, your collection of photos is your stream. Right. So we thought it'd be fun to, um, Jason and I can have a stream of the week. May not be we a can, weekly feature. Note. Right. It could be <laughs> once every two weeks or It is, whatever. at the very least, it is the stream of this week. Of this week, yeah. Just to specify, right? <laughs> yeah. But uh, we thought it might be fun and, uh, you know, get some more people looking at these streams because we think they're fantastic. So you want to uh, mention yours? No, why don't you go first? Okay. Uh, mine I picked out, and it's actually a, a set within a stream because you could uh, have multiple sets, you know. Right, you, uh, a set is just a subgroup of images, user-defined subgroup of images within the stream. 
Right. And uh, mine is Ciro at Tokyo. And that's, that's... C-I-R-O at the at symbol. And then Tokyo, T-O-Y-O. And, and that's, that's the, the username, uh, right? Yeah, that is the username. Because the and username play... doesn't always correspond with the URL. Right. Um, once again, the URL will be in the show notes on the website. Exactly. And uh, at that stream, click on the 25 set. Apparently, they um, visited Japan and uh, Tokyo. And there are some awesome pictures in here. Um, one of my favorites is actually called Rainbow Rainbow Bridge. And uh, it's a shot from the front car of a, um, of, I should say, of the... Your, let's see. I, I took Japanese, and this is hard to pronounce. Uh, Yuri Kamome. Yeah, Yuri Kamome train. Yes, I so, would like to note that even though Flickr may be uh, international, we are not. So yeah. we may yeah. often <laughs> mispronounce people's mispronounce. usernames. No offense intended. Uh, exactly. Sorry. Feel free to like correct I, us. Like I said, I took Japanese, and this one is, is, is hard to pronounce. It says... Uh, Yuri Kamone train. So uh, what they did was uh, they were standing in the front, and as it was going down uh, this bridge, which is the Rainbow Bridge, they took a picture, and um, it has really, really good symmetry. Um, looks like a lot of comments on here. Uh, very good composition. The color's nice. It's in focus, and, you know, and these trains go really fast. So was that they knew what they were doing. What's that? Was that yeah. a, the bullet train? I believe it was. Okay. Now I I'll have one do. question on this. I really like this image, but I do have one question. And mm-hmm. that is, how did he get to the front of the train? Hmm. Shouldn't there yeah. be a conductor up there? Yeah, they wouldn't just allow someone to to go up there, right? Ah, well. I'm going to have to leave a comment and just That will just forever ask remain a mystery. Yeah. Uh, another one of my favorites is just titled Japan. And uh, what this shows is uh, a shield dome complex um, reflected on a pond. And this is at the uh, Hamiriku, Hamiriku Garden. Um, it's, a, it's a garden. And um, it's, it's neat. You see a little uh, garden, and there's some trees in the background. Yeah, that is very nice. And it looks real quaint, but in the, in the water you see reflections of tall... Well, it looks like office buildings from the city because, you know, Japan is small and uh, even the uh, quaint areas have have city nearby. So, um, and he notes that it's his most favorited photo, and yeah, with good reason. Yeah, very nice. Um, I don't know. I can't. I can't think of a, a single bad thing to say about it. Uh, let's see. I think I had two more, and um, bear with me as I click through here. Okay, the other one is fall number 14. And uh, when I look at this picture, this is the image I get of fall. And um, and all they say is, they crunch deliciously under your feet, <laughs> smiley face. <laughs> and uh, what you could see is about uh, four or five park benches, and uh, the, the ground is absolutely covered with leaves. Indeed it is. And it looks like the trees have most lost of their lost most of their leaves. Mm-hmm. So, um, 
I really like that one. It's good composition, I think. And and the the park benches don't have anyone sitting on them, so you know it gives you kind of this uh, you know unique feeling. But uh, yeah, I can yeah, only those... wish that we had something look like that here this year, but we don't. Yeah, uh, it's been kind of bleak so far. And there's there's other good ones, so uh, you know just check out the uh, stream and. Uh, yeah, and the username was. Ciro, uh, at. That's C I R O. Tokyo. And the right, at symbol, wait. and then Tokyo. Yes. And uh, link will be in the show notes. That's right. Okay, and, and uh, my Jason has one. <laughs> yes, my stream of the week. Um, well, first of all, I wanted to say. Uh, when you get a digital camera, mm-hmm. there is one accessory that you must have, and uh, you know a, a case and a nice neck strap and filters and such and such. Those are nice to have, right? But they're not absolute requirements. Oh no! And <laughs> and uh, you can do any amount of research you want on Flickr, and it will bear this theory out that the most important accessory you can have for your digital camera is a house cat <laughs> oh man and uh i and you ha- you have a few of those don't you yeah yeah i have uh probably too many cat picks in my stream because i get bored and they're around and i don't feel like going anywhere but uh mine have never been as interesting as this um now chances are if you if you're on the web a lot you may have seen these pictures because what happens is uh, a lot of times these get cross-posted to other sites and they don't get attributed to the original author or photographer. Yeah. Right. Uh, I know that I've seen them on Dig. I've seen them on LiveJournal. Uh, maybe even seen them on Slashdot. I don't know. But this is the Flying Cats uh, or Airborne Cats as he has the set titled from user Junku. And that's J-U-N-K-U. If you still don't know what Jason's talking about, um, picture cats in the Matrix. Yeah, that is, that's how they're often described yeah. when they're posted <laughs> elsewhere. And it's always bothered me because I've seen it a number of times now where his pictures have been posted somewhere else and no one ever attributes them to him. Uh, so anyway, what he, what he does, it looks like he has probably a fisheye or some kind of ultra-wide lens Mm-hmm. on his SLR and then uh, he's got what well, it looks like he's got about three or four cats in his house and he will throw Kleenexes up in the air or use cat toys or whatever to make them jump and then he takes a picture when they're in mid jump <laughs> and it, it okay it sounds easy but they're it's just some of the most expressive pictures I've ever seen oh uh, yeah because he gets them from weird angles and then the the ultra wide lens distorts everything uh, I wonder how many pictures he actually took you know and how many were usable and how many were just well, I perfect. don't know like there's most a, of them on the page are wonderful it has to know? have been a lot there's a I mean there's 118 in the set man and I don't even think that's all of them because I I think I've seen more yeah but there are some where the cats are jumping off the walls like literally uh, planting on the wall and then jumping off somewhere they're just completely airborne in fact um the first time i saw one of these cat pictures it wasn't on Flickr at all of course and um i just kind of glanced at it 
and the first thing I thought is that it was photoshopped because it was one of those where the cat was uh, bouncing off the wall. But uh, you know, these are real. These are these are good shots. Yeah, <laughs> and and uh, this is not all he has, by the way. He he takes pictures of many other subjects and uh, a lot of them quite nice. Yep. Um, not like we have a theme tonight, but he's also in Japan. Yeah, we promise that future episodes will, you know, be a little bit more diverse, but it just happens that uh, yeah. Japan is kind of a theme for this podcast, I guess. Yeah. And an interest for both of us. Yeah. All right, so um, did you want to say anything else about that uh, particular stream? or? Uh, no, I think I've about covered everything about the flying cats. Yeah. Uh, I just I wanted to start it off with a cat pick because that's very traditional to Flickr. Very traditional, indeed. And these those picks are uh, very good quality. They and are. Speaking of yeah. good quality, <laughs> there's a new camera out there. Yes, there is. Uh, once again, disclaimer: Canon fanboy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't I don't really care about the Canon versus Nikon versus whoever else debate, but I do have my preference. Right. Uh, and right now I'm starting to see uh, images from the new Canon 5D are starting to hit flicker beautiful they are indeed uh, I thought the 20D was amazing when it came out but this is a, an order of magnitude beyond that 12.8 million effective pixels versus the 20D's 8.2 right million so more than you will probably ever need right um the resolution can go up to 4368 by 2912 which is pretty dang high yeah more than Uh, you'll probably ever need (laughs) but honestly in these sample pics i'm seeing um i'm not noticing the resolution so much right uh what i notice about it is it's more how do I put it? It's more contrasty. There's more dynamic range. And yeah. the, the colors look more natural. It looks to me like film-like. Uh, right. Truly film-like. Even, truly. Even perhaps better than 35 millimeter. Perhaps. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and the, uh, the stream I'm looking at in particular, and I know I'm going to mispronounce his name. I have no idea how to say it. I'm sorry. Um... Now, the way I heard it pronounced on the Tips from the Top Floor podcast is Pateri Sulonen. Uh, I'm sorry that's if I messed I, that up. That's how I would have said it, too. So. Okay. Um, yeah, and he, let's see, he got his 5D, uh, looks like a couple weeks ago. He does not seem to agree that it's uh, equal to 35 millimeter. He says it's more in the medium format range, which is fantastic. Um he doesn't have his original images up here, so I can't make any judgments based on that. But right. yeah, it is. It's amazing. Uh, I'm just looking through his stream here, and it's very, very lifelike. Yeah, I'm. I'm looking at one. It shows um, a blue bicycle, black, and a green one, and they're completely mm-hmm. one color bicycles. Right. And he has a kind of a a dingy dark background and. It's, right. very, it's like a cobblestone very, street. Right. The, the colors are very nice on this, and, um, you know, you can tell it's it's a, it's a higher-end camera. 
Oh, definitely. Three thousand five hundred dollar camera. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's I shed a little tear. Yeah. Um, and I'm I. I would love to be able to think that if I just had more skill with the twenty D, I could make it look pretty close to that. Uh, but I think that's just a case where the dollars went out. Yeah. Sometimes you uh, just gotta do what you gotta do with what camera you have. So, and if there's um technical or limitations mm. then you know you can't get around those or now you as, just have to do some fancy post process right <laughs> now as beautiful as it is though and as beautiful as the results are right. uh, i'm glad it's there but even if i had the money i probably would wait on it um it, it's kind of like with the 20 when the 20d came out 10d users said yeah it's not it's not that significant a difference so, right. so they weren't uh, so quick to upgrade, but I think it uh, portends great things for the future. Like uh, that, full frame cameras will actually be coming down in price and right. going up in quality. I'll tell you what: if they ever come out with some um, XT type version, that's the Rebel uh, XT you're talking about, right? Yeah. If if there was some like scaled down version of the 5D which you know people might say oh well that's just the 20D you know I might go for it just because it'd be a lot cheaper I'm sure well uh it's but what are the chances of that you know it, at this point probably not very good because it, it still costs quite a bit more to manufacture the the full frame sensor and yeah. f- by full frame we mean it's the same size as a strip of 35 millimeter film right and the uh, the twenty D is not full frame, right? No, it's uh, what they call APS-C size, um, which is the size of uh, you know the APS cameras that right. I guess were popular a few years ago. I don't know what their fate is now. There's if, some benefits you, and some drawbacks, but right. And if you look at the um, specs for the EOS five D, and that's on www.dpreview.com, um, you could you kind of find that. Not all of the specs on the EOS 5D are superior to the 20D. There are some things the 20D has that uh, the uh, 5D is lacking. So just well, because like, it's more money doesn't mean that it's necessarily better for everything. Yeah, they they kind of uh, straddled the line between their, I guess what you'd call their prosumer line of uh, digital SLRs and their, their super high-end pro expensive right. line. They had to make some cuts somewhere. Yeah. Speaking of making cuts, it's about time to uh, end the show. Yes, it is. And going on for quite a while longer than I thought we would have. Yeah. So I uh, just want to get some copyright notes out of the way. The, okay. the theme song that you heard for about 10 seconds in the beginning was, uh, okay, let's go back a second. It was very hard to find a theme song for this show. And I still don't think we're there. Yeah. If, if you guys like this song, then uh, let us know. Then we can't stick with it. I mean, uh, we are within the Creative Commons license to make a to cut it up and make a derivative work out of it. Right. Um, and I think it mostly fits. But you know, like you can imagine, there are a ton of songs out there related to photo sharing websites. And uh, oh, you know, where do you choose? Yeah, where do you where do you start? <laughs> So I think this one works uh, on the relatively short notice that we had to decide on one. 
and the song is Jonathan Colton. I'm a big Jonathan Colton fan. Mm -hmm. Uh, The song is called I Crush Everything, and of course has nothing to do with Flickr or photos. It's a love song from a giant squid, but... (laughs) (laughs) But the the intro music works. Uh, a nice nice quiet mood, I think. Uh, and that is from his album "Where Tradition Meets Tomorrow," and you can download that and all his other wonderful music at jonathancolton.com. dot com. C o u l t o n. Indeed. And once again, you can leave us feedback. Our email is flickercast at gmail dot com. And you can always leave us a comment at flickercast.com. And now I think we're going to take it out of here with uh, probably the song that should be our theme music, but it's a little too obvious a choice. It's uh, old, kind of old news to anyone if you've been around Flickr for a while. The song came out, it looks like early January, or yeah. January of 2005, so not as long ago as I thought. But it's Birdworks with the Flickr song. I 
Jason Matthews and I'm Brian Campbell and we'll talk to you next time see ya bye I, I was making radio shows for fun if, if everybody does it, it everybody I know does, shut up